ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد one of the most detrimental side effects that so many of us have struggled with and wrestled with and you could even say suffered from specifically in connection with the challenges of this pandemic over the last year and a half is that it's not just that it's affected everyone in so many ways and we ask Allah to make things easy for everyone and we ask Allah to protect all of us and people in general and Rabbil Alameen one of the most detrimental effects and challenges that it's posed for us is that it has taken a massive toll on us spiritually as well as other ways but especially spiritually so perhaps there was someone who was very consistent with different good deeds different practices different habits it could have been one thing or another everyone has their different niche someone may really really lean heavily in the most beautiful of ways towards being very passionate about making food and serving the homeless that's a beautiful thing alhamdulillah someone else may have this very very deep love for coming to the masjid and that's a blessing within itself alhamdulillah someone else may have this this very you know th- this very strong connection towards helping out in any way that's needed for the community it could be vacuuming the prayer hall it could be cleaning the restrooms it could be helping out in one way or another it could be something as simple as asking how can i help the community and if they're they're requested very humbly you know we actually we need help cleaning the windows for example it's a random example they may say okay when when is the best day and time that i can come and do that should i bring my own supplies or does the message already have them it seems like something small but when that intention is there when that consistency is there when those good habits are there our prophet taught us that even if it looks like something small if it's done consistently then that is worth more than gold to paraphrase what the prophet taught us sallallahu alaihi wasallam because he taught us the deeds most beloved to allah so if you were to have a chart and if you were to have different deeds that allah loves the prophet is teaching us the deeds most beloved to allah at the top of that food chain so to speak at the top of at the top of that hierarchy at the top of that pyramid deeds that are most beloved to allah azza wa jal are those that are done consistently even if they're small now imagine if they're consistent and they're more than small if they're more than that if they're more than that if they're more than that subhanallah the key though is consistency a lot of people had a, a lot of beautiful positive things going and one of the major challenges of this whole pandemic we ask allah to alleviate us of it and we ask allah to help us to do our part because we can't just ask allah ya allah protect us and cure us and and then we don't do anything within our capacity if someone can get vaccinated and they haven't done it yet please do so and make your niyyah make your intention that you want to live the quran you want to live the ayah that allah says if you save one life it's as if you saved all of mankind all of a sudden you're not just getting a vaccine which is good to get anyways make your intention that you know what i want to do it for that reason i want to do it 
to protect my parents, to protect my grandparents. The last thing I want is to show up on Judgment Day and to find out that I may have been the cause to kind of to, to take something and then to pass it on to them without knowing it. But was there something else that I could have done? We don't want to look at things in hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We don't want to look at that type of vivid, challenging picture with twenty twenty vision. When we look back in hindsight, we hope to show up with way more good deeds as a result of the challenges of this pandemic as opposed to showing up with some major marks in our record. We ask Allah to protect us from that. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We have to do our part. One of the major things that we've all been affected by, again, we've been very, very, uh, we've been significantly challenged spiritually. And one of the main challenges that people have struggled with within our community is struggling with their prayer. So the first thing that I want to do is I want to validate that struggle. It's very understandable. If so, someone before the pandemic, they may have been praying their five daily prayers. They may have been coming to the masjid every other day. They may have been doing X, Y, or Z, praying their sunnahs and praying nafil and doing all these good things. And then they go through some financial struggles. They go through some emotional struggles. They go through some mental health struggles. They go through some family struggles. They lose some family members. They lose some friends. They lose some people close to them. All of these things are going to take a toll on a person. We're probably not as strong as we think. We try to, to do a lot. We try to do what we can and we ask Allah to accept and bless all of our efforts. We hope for that. But we're still limited in our capacity and there's only so much weight that a person can carry. Because yes, we're Muslim, but at the end of the day, we're also human. And the Prophet taught us how to strive to be the best of both. I'm a human like you. But at the same time, if you think about it, you know, it's kind of like imagine, imagine the Prophet telling us, right, out of his humility, out of his compassion, his love, his mercy, imagine the Prophet telling us that I'm human just like you. That that makes it that makes him more relatable for us. That makes him more accessible for us. That makes his his practice, his sunnah, more. It feels closer to us when 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 we think about that. That the prophet was a human like us. The prophet smiled like us, and the prophet cried like us as well. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The prophet had ups and downs just like other people. In fact, he had more challenges than other people, sallallahu alayhi wa The Prophet was asked who, who had the most difficult trials in life, and he said, the Prophets, the Messengers, and then those after them in rank, and those after them in rank. So he's teaching us that at the top of that list, the Prophets and Messengers have the most difficult test, the greatest challenges. In terms of both good, it could be kingdom like Prophet Sulaiman, that's a major test. And it could also be challenges like Prophet Ayyub in terms of losing everything. That's also a major test. Regarding both of these Prophets in the same surah, in back-to-back stories, first Prophet Sulaiman, then Prophet Ayyub in Surah Sa'd, Allah says the same thing regarding both of them. نِعْمَ الْعَبْدِ إِنَّهُ awab, Because they tried to make the most of their struggles and situations. If things are going good, that's a test from Allah. And if things are going bad, that's also a test from Allah. We ask Allah to help us, to grant us tawfiq, to navigate through both the peaks and the valleys that we all deal with in our lives. We ask Allah to make things easy for all of us. One of the main challenges that people have struggled with is, is continuing with their prayer. 
continuing with their prayer. They may have been very consistent, very regular, and then all these things, they add up and, and they take a toll and they weigh on the heart of the person. That You can only carry so much in a backpack. You can only carry so much in your heart. There's only so much that a person can deal with, that a person, that a person can take. So there are different things that we can try to do to cope, to try to deal with things, to try to heal. Denying challenges and pain and struggles, that's not going to get us anywhere. It's much better, it's much healthier instead of being in a state of denial, instead to acknowledge and then to try to go from there. For some people, they've dealt with so much to the point that they started going to therapy. But then they noticed that by doing that, it didn't just help them with those immediate issues that they were really struggling with. They started to notice and realize that they had years of trauma that they had to unpack and get through and heal from. And they ended up healing much more than before. Other people, they may have been, you know, going in a certain direction, caught up in a lot of things that they knew they shouldn't have been doing in terms of their lifestyle, dragging them further and further away from Allah. Maybe due to some of the challenges they faced because of this pandemic, as difficult as those challenges may have been, maybe because of those challenges, they turn back to Allah Azza wa and they realize this life is short, this life is temporary. What am I preparing today for when I meet Allah tomorrow? What am I preparing in my life for my death? Am I praying in the masjid? Am I coming to the masjid before I'm brought to the masjid for my janazah? For some people, they never come to the masjid with their own two feet. The only time they come to the masjid is when other people bring them in a casket, in a box, and other people are carrying them when walking on their two feet. We ask Allah to protect us from this situation. Sometimes as difficult and as bitter as some things may be, we hate to admit it. We don't want to admit it. And by the way, we never ask Allah for hardships or pain or struggles or challenges. We don't. We ask Allah for afiyah. We ask Allah for well-being. We ask Allah for protection. We ask Allah for forgiveness. That being said, even then, there are still challenges that happen as difficult and as bitter as those onions may be. The taste is not good. It burns your throat. It makes you cry. But if it brings you back to Allah, it's a blessing in disguise. If it brings you back to Allah, it's a blessing in disguise. How many people, they've been drifting away further and further. Something happens. There's a wake-up call and they realize, I can't mess around anymore. I can't mess around anymore. I can't continue going down that path. I can't continue hanging out with those friends. I can't continue the drinking, the smoking, the partying, the whatever. You name it. You have a thousand things in that category. I can't do that anymore. My heart is yelling at me, telling me, stop doing that. At least try, go in a different direction. Just ask Allah for forgiveness. There are times when our hearts beg us, just ask Allah for forgiveness. Just turn to Allah. What did Prophet Nuh tell his people regarding shirk? Ask Allah for forgiveness and He'll forgive you. Just ask Him. Some of them did and some of them didn't. And we know what ended up happening. So which path do we want to go down, generally speaking? All of us will say we want to go down the path to Jannah. But the Prophet, he he, he did us a favor. He also warned us that paradise is surrounded with hardships and struggles. And hellfire is surrounded by whims and desires. No one is saying the path to Jannah is easy for anyone. No one is making that claim. It's an uphill battle. It's a challenge. It's a struggle. But the Prophet taught us وسلم, that if we, can, if we can manage to embark on that journey, to just take some steps down that path, 
just walk towards Allah down that path and Allah will run towards you. Allah will help you down that path. A person may think to themselves, how can I possibly change my lifestyle when I've been going in this direction for so long? It's not just a small decision that's been made. Somebody may have 30 liquor stores to their name and they may feel like I've been doing this for decades. It's too late for me to turn back to Allah. No, it's not. No, it's not. That is shaitan telling you that. And what is the most effective way for a person to, to, to rapidly improve their situation? Connecting with your prayer. Because if you're connecting with your prayer, if you're connecting with your maker five times a day, then you're going to start feeling different about different things. You're going to start feeling different if you're in liquor store number 27 and then the adhan goes off on your phone. Even if it's on silent, that's okay, but you get that reminder. You know, you're, 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 you're checking the payroll and then you, you get that reminder that it's time for dhuhr. At that moment, you have a decision to make within that general window of time. You have a decision to make. Your heart, your iman is telling you, go pray. But then shaitan comes in and the nafs comes in and says, how are you going to go pray? You're such a bad Muslim. How are you? How can you have the audacity to be a hypocrite? You're going to leave a liquor store. You're going to go pray in the back of your liquor store and then come back and continue selling alcohol. Don't even pray. What's the point? That's the trick of shaitan. As deep as that ditch may be, you have to adjust the dial. Is it better to pray or to not pray? Period. It's better to pray. Go and pray. Wrestle with that guilt of going back to what you're going back to. Wrestle with it because it's better to wrestle with that and to think about that and to reflect about that. And then a couple hours later, Asr comes in. Now you have that same wrestling match internally between the good and between the bad. Which wolf are you feeding more? And which wolf are you going to continue to feed more? One of the most effective things that a person can do, just start with your prayer. Just start with the five daily prayers. Don't worry about sunnah, nafil, witr. All of those things are beautiful, but you don't start there. That comes later. That comes later. Start with the basics. And if you miss one, try your best to make it up. Start somewhere. Plant that seed and water it and Allah will help you. Yes, there is that hope to turn back to Allah. And you'll notice that Allah will start to open different doors for you. It may not be as financially, monetarily, quantitatively lucrative as having 30 different liquor stores. People make a lot of money from that. We know that. But there's no barakah in your wealth. There's no blessing in your wealth. There's not going to be blessing in where that wealth goes. You're going to buy halal chicken with haram money. That halal chicken is not halal. You have to look at the source. It's not just about step two, but what about step one? What about the roots? First you focus on the roots. If you focus on the roots, then that's when that's when you get the fruit. One of the, the main challenges this pandemic has posed for us spiritually is continuing with our prayer, just hanging on to our prayer. It's been challenging, the struggle's been real, it's been really tough. But we ask Allah to make it easy for us to get back on the bandwagon, so to speak. If someone has drifted away from their prayer completely, maybe, maybe today was their first time coming back for Jum'ah in months. 
because there was just too much going on. But then maybe today they made it back. Then make your intention now, here and now today, you know, I want to come back for Jum'ah next week as well. Start with that one prayer a week. Start there, but lock it in. Put it in your calendar and don't mess with it. Make it a priority. Make Allah a priority for that window and Allah will help you. Allah will facilitate things and make things easy for you. Do that for a couple months and then go from one prayer a week to two prayers a week and then three and then four. Naturally, your heart is going to feel happier little by little by little over time. You're going to find it easier and easier to get back into the swing of things. You will get back to where you were before and probably even better, probably even more. But you have to start first with the intention. Do I have the intention to make an adjustment for Allah? Especially regarding prayer. And there's a reason why the Prophet generally encouraged us, alayhi wasalam, the, the, the value and the beauty in praying together because we all need support systems. Those who believe and they do good deeds. You have this, you have this, this, this idea of praying together in congregation, in jama'ah. Praying together can make it easier for a lot of people to pray as opposed to praying on their own. Because you have that support. We need each other. People need other people. But we have to be around the right people. When we do that, then the heart starts to change and the clouds, they start to drift away and the rust starts to polish. Even if you're just around the right people, you're going to start thinking differently. You're going to start feeling differently. Your heart is going to start giving you different ideas and suggestions of what you should do on a Friday night, where you should go on a Saturday night. What are my priorities in life? One of the the biggest challenges during this pandemic has been someone's prayer being impacted. But if they can just start with that intention that, you know what, I want to turn back to Allah. I want to make that U-turn. I want to ask Allah for forgiveness regardless of how many prayers a person has missed. Don't miss the next one. You're here today. That's a blessing from Allah. That is tawfiq from Allah. None of us would be here if Allah didn't allow us to be here, if Allah didn't guide us to be here. What do the people say when they enter Jannah as I conclude? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah alladhi adhaba anna al-hazan. Inna rabbana lahafurun shakur. When people enter Jannah, they thank Allah, they praise Allah for removing all sorrow from them, all anxiety from them, all depression from them, all sadness from them. Alhamdulillah. We're people of Alhamdulillah through the, the highs and the lows, through the peaks and the valleys, through the ups and the downs. This is what our Prophet taught us. This is how he embodied it. After losing children, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he continued to be a person of alhamdulillah. And when he conquered Mecca, he continued to be a person of alhamdulillah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He's our best example. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help us and protect us. We ask Allah to help us to try our best with our prayers. We ask Allah to accept our prayers. We ask Allah to forgive our many shortcomings. Rabbana taqabal minna innaka anta sami'il alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim. We ask Allah to turn any and all of our hardships into ease and we ask Allah to replace any pain that we have with something better. For anyone who has lost family members, we ask Allah to ease that pain. We ask Allah to forgive their family members and to grant them Jannah and Rabbil Alameen. And for those of us who are still here, we ask Allah to help us to take advantage of the limited time that we have in this life to serve Allah, to try our best to do what we can to serve this deen, to serve the house of Allah, to serve the ummah, the community of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa We ask Allah to help us to be agents of change. We ask Allah to help us to be people of compassion, mercy, guidance, and forgiveness. We ask Allah to guide us, to make us sources of guidance for others. And we ask Allah to, to grant guidance to those seeking it. Amin Rabbil Alameen. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلُسِينَ لَهُ دِينَ حُنَفَاءَ وَيُقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَذَلِكَ دِينُ الْقَيِّمَةَ و